the intro again. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. I'm JD, and I don't know how to click the record button. And I am the promoter of Clash of Carpus City, T.Y. <laughs> and I am the scourge of the young boys of TWE Crash Course. I am Jake. And uh, we will be joined by Will in progress. Shane is uh, Shane is in the Caribbean skiing with sharks. He is also the draw there. I mean, yeah, Papua New Guinea. He well, he did pop into Knoxville to make sure the Raw or SmackDown had a crowd Friday. So uh, I hope I thought I, I'm hoping everybody shook his hand and congratulated him. Shane was not the only one there, as we saw every independent wrestler within a 200 mile radius was in Knoxville. Hey, but the one that mattered was Shane. If he can, if he that's can, right. If he could draw the Clash of Cars Carpet City by himself and then turn around, go to Knoxville, Thompson Bowl Arena, and draw SmackDown, I mean, you didn't need Roman Reigns. You didn't need Bailey or any of those people. Shane's in the crowd, and everybody is looking at his direction. They're not even looking at the ring. So, Bianca who? Yeah, Bianca Daniels, Bailey Daniel, Roman Daniels. Good <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we'll go, we'll talk about SmackDown here more here in a little bit. Let's start off talking about some of the biggest headlines of the week. Uh, there were quite a few. Uh, first of all, John Moxley claims that people who hate the elite also hate themselves. He said, and I quote, "A lot of people out there hate on the young bucks of Kenny Omega. We're obviously attacking them and have our issues with them." But we are not old ass fucking bitter dudes with podcasts talking about how the business used to be. We are not that. A lot of people hate Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And that's because they hate themselves. It's sad. There are plenty of people who hate me. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what challenges you put in front of me or what shit befalls me. I'm very pissed off. I will show it up everybody's flying ass. After last year, I have that attitude. Kenny and the Young Bucks have that attitude. It's us against the universe. That attitude is AEW at its core. Okay, if you don't give a fuck, then why are you talking like you give a fuck? There it is. I think we'll have I just, cause. I just love the continuing feud of Moxley versus podcasts. I took that as a personal attack. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, John Moxley. I hate them. I don't like you either. But I love myself. I'm awesome. Go team me. You're incorrect. No, I, I love myself, too. I kiss myself in the mirror. I'm actually a big Moxley fan. I don't completely hate Kenny Omega. Don't like the Young Bucks. But um, I also don't consider myself a sad, old, bitter man with a podcast. Consider myself a... kind of sad, not-so-bitter man with a podcast. I just hate everything. Does that make me bitter? A little bitter, buddy. I have a good time about it. What? At least I'm not, like, angry hating everything. I, like, I fun hate everything. I would accept when it comes to Roman Reigns and you get pretty pissed off. No, but it's still fun when I do it. At least I can laugh about it. Hey, yeah, so. No. Now. did it wrong. It's pronounced this. No. If everybody's not watching, but uh, Jake doing a great job conveying things in an audio medium. I'm just saying. Yeah, we're we're helping the blind out. Maybe the like the TikTok the, the the TikTok intern may be on this one. Oh goodness. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Moxley seems a little a little pissed off, and as we all know, Moxley has long hated podcasts. Um. Quoted several times as saying he thinks podcasts expose his business, even though he goes on his wife's and spouts off all the time. Now, has he never uh, seen the internet? 
in 2000, 2001. When it was the business business. was exposed well before he got into the business. Yeah, exactly. And also, have you have you ever heard of a thing called you shoot? Jim Cornette made him real popular too. I'm just saying that's out there too, Moxley. All right. Um, according to Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, uh, the new name that will preside of the company that will preside over UFC and WWE per an SEC filing is New Whale Inc. The <laughs> whale should be white now. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> oh my god! Should have called it New Well Order. That's nah, not. It's not an indie stable. Wow! Ouch! Oh no! You already got a new class last week, buddy. You're not getting anything else this week. Shit! I gotta go back and listen to it. That what? It- <laughs> I sent it to the group. I might have missed it. So, New Well Inc. That'll be the name. I, I think we need to call it New Well Order. I, I'm kind of with. I, I think I like it. I think what that needs to be a thing. So, who presides over this company? Is this uh, gonna be Ari Emanuel's where he holds it down? I'm. Um, and then you got Dana White with the UFC and Vince McMahon WWE. Yeah. That's classic fucking corporate structure. If it's some sort of a merged company, somebody will be over the top of that, and then they'll keep whoever was in charge of the... the so what happens to Endeavor? Maybe it's a... Maybe New World Order is a, is a sister company? New World Order. I've never, I love this. It, I don't know. And Nick Cog can run it. Give him a promotion. I mean, he seems like he's know what he's doing. I'm interested in seeing how all this works. Um, Cowboy Bob Wharton recently sat down a bill after. That guy's still alive? Apparently. He's working for Sports Keto these days. Does he still have hepatitis? Cowboy Bob Howis? Oh, I don't, I don't know. That's that- not what's important here. Anyway. <laughs> Cowboy Bob Orton said out Bill after, and he said that according to him, Randy Orton is training. He said, hey, we'll see what happens. I don't know if he feels like going back or when it feels like he's ready to go back. I think he might. Then again, he's pretty well taken care of. I don't think he needs to. I think the doctors have told him not to. Randy will do what Randy's going to do. So apparently Randy has been advised by doctors not to come back. I mean, he has nothing else to prove. He has a lot of money. I, I feel like he's set for life if he decides to retire. I do too. I, I kind of will take care of him, yeah. But also, man, it that would suck for Randy's career to end that way. I just want one more headlock. <laughs> Master of the headlock. Go watch the uh, Survivor Series 7-7 match with Shawn Michaels. You'll see a thousand of them. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That was a wonderful match. But for real... Um... I've been mixed on Randy Orton through the years. Um, he has put in a lot of work, though. I- I'll give him that. I've always been a Randy Orton mark, personally. Um, he was just cool at the right time for me to be like, alright, I like this dude. And his music was dope. Which which one? The Hey! Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, I love that. That's your their old and their voices was fucking great too. Uh, but yeah, like I've always been a good a Randy Mark. That dude is just a ring general. He can put it together whenever it breaks down. Every single time, you could tell like when he's working. It a lot of his matches are simple, and the wheels are always turning. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's always looking for something to make it bigger. Uh, the RKO he gave to Seth Rollins at Mania. Masterpiece. I loved it. Literally the only thing he's ever done that I popped for was that was that RKO with Rollins. One of my favorite things ever was when he uh, gave, um, I don't remember which Sing Brother it was, but gave this one of the Sing Brothers the backdrop. <laughs> onto the announce table, 
dropped him on his head and then gave the little face afterwards like that looked like her. Yeah, I, I popped real hard for that one. That that was hilarious. <laughs> and y'all had great facials, like reactions to what was happening. It's like, oh fuck. Now I liked the where he gave I forget who it was the RKO and when he did it. He did like the jump straight up and touch his toes in the in the air. I laughed real hard at that one too. The uh the reversal from the Joe Slam to uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania twenty or twenty one was still one of the coolest fucking spots at the time. Oh yeah, and the RKO. Yeah, you get deeper than I almost buried Kofi. Yeah, dude. Now, to to his defense, Kofi should have knew his spot. And I love no, I love Kofi. I love him all my heart. But Kofi should have known. As if to say, Rhett Orton's never fucked anything up in his career. I, that whole thing just kind of bothered you. Could have talked about it in the back. I, I, oh, yeah. I, like, I'm not going to sit here and defend Randy Orton's childish actions because he definitely had a lot of dumb ass shit he did over the years, but you did see him mature over the years, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, you definitely saw him come into his own, and you saw the company start to trust him more and more over the years, too, and no one that could trust him. Like, I, like he, he definitely fucked up a lot when he was young. Not gonna deny that. He probably should have been released at one point or another. He I mean, got way more second chances than a lot of other people. He did. Reported. Well, I mean, like, think about this. Didn't he take a dump in Stacey Keebler's bag or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's immediate termination these day and age. And maybe a charge. Yeah, but he was friends. Definitely a charge. But, I mean, yeah, I mean... I've done like I've done some dumb shit like that in the past too. Like when he started around the same I wouldn't say the same time I did. He's probably been in the business a little bit longer than I have. But I could kind of relate to his younger years and my younger years. Jake could understand this too. I did some dumb shit too. I mean, I gotta do it these day this same age? No. Cause it's unnecessary, because times have changed. You get you can't necessarily haze people, and um, and for me, like I, I feel guilty about that stuff. But I mean, it you gotta grow up, and it goes back to what JD was saying. JD had grew up, or uh, Randy Orton had grew up. I don't know if JD's grown up yet. He still acts like a damn child. But um, other than that, I mean, I mean, I can relate to where he he came from. Uh, let's let's move along. Get started talking about this week. Uh, let's talk about Raw. Cody Rhodes made his return to Jacksonville with the WWE, and he did not get booed. That's uh, as we all, huh? That is really weird because I was expecting. Um, man, I expected when he got in AEW country for them to hate him. Yeah. Uh, because they did during the pandemic. They hated him when they were down there in Jacksonville, and I had fully expected him to get be like, the first time he faced adversity. Nope. They fucking loved him. Which I, I'll just say right now, I'm still surprised at how Cody how over Cody still is. Maybe we were wrong. I think so. The, the dude's got it. If you ask me. He's uh over or he's solved uh racism. Anyway, we look at solve bad booking, but hey, figure that out. <laughs> He's on solid. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> every week, every week now. Anyway, Curry came out and did his little talky talks. Uh, then we got uh, the first of the triple threats in the world title tournament. Damian Priest, Seth Rollins, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Excellent fucking match. Both of these triple threats were excellent matches, by the way. Let me just say that off the top. Um, Seth went over, as we kind of all predicted. Ugh. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Um, 
Next triple threat was Cody, Finn, and The Miz. And another prediction, which our very own Shane Daniels predicted, Brock Lesnar broke that up and uh, fucked Cody up. Also, did y'all see Brock's face? Oh, yeah. It looked oh, like, damn. It looked like he went to war with Cain Velasquez again. Man. Like, split right between the eyes from the ring buckle, which that was his doing. Don't get me wrong, but the black eye, holy shit. Yeah. But, hey. How much more does that put Cody over? It made Cody look good. Uh, also, man, that whole segment was just... This is one of those... This is one of those rare feuds where Brock's fully in. Yeah. Brock's invested. Brock's like, all right, I'm having fun. And he's go he's going full tilt with it, and you can tell. And it's making it great. That attack on Cody, that promo was the best pro- promo Brock cut since he's come back to WWE. UFC. Yeah, I agree. I caught a little bit of it, and it was, it caught my attention. And typically, like with the Brock Lesnar promo, it's like, that but um Monday he he delivered I agree uh Finn went over which set up a uh the long-awaited Finn Seth rematch of the finals which we got the main event and we'll talk about that here in a minute uh moving right along Dana Brooke got the shit beat out by Rhea Ripley don't know why she came on the television other than for Natalia to come out afterwards and save her and set up a feud, which does anybody care? Yeah, Hulkamania runs mild here. <laughs> Natalia and Rhea Ripley is just not something I care to see. And it's unfortunate, too, because Natalia is a wonderful talent, but to me, it feels ran its course. She needs to be in the tag division at this point. Yeah. I feel like she works better there. Yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong with that either. Why don't you put Natalia and Beth as a tag team again? That's happened before. And Beth is willing to come back full time. I mean, there you go. I mean, I, I think that wouldn't be a bad idea at all. Or you could always just see if there's any spare heart children laying around and Bring them in. Uh, would there be any fem- females in the heart family? I don't think. I don't know, but Brent had one daughter. Uh, maybe because Dallas and Blade are the ones that run Dungeon Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I was... right. And I would adore getting to go work there. Just like I have one match at the fucking pavilion. That's all I want. Maybe they'll let All right, we got a... We also got um, the return of Becky Lynch on this show. Interrupting Trish Stratus during her uh, little promo. That was interesting. Looks like we're going to match between them and Night of Champions, probably. This is a... Why is Robo Becky over with people? I don't get it. I mean, I don't mind Becky if she's in the right feud, but this isn't the right feud. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I only was her and Trish just aren't clicking very well. Hello, and I like both. I like both of them separately, just not together. How long is Trish doing her deal? I mean, she got drafted, so. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it rolls. I mean, maybe they could turn it around. I don't want to give up on it by any means. Uh, main event was that rematch between Finn and Seth. Uh, they had a really cool spot right before the first commercial break in the match, like right at the beginning of the match where Finn gave Seth the buckle bomb into the uh, barricade. Same way Finn got hurt before it. Uh, that was a pretty dope spot. I uh, worked really well to a commercial break with. We have a special guest. A new challenger approaches. They don't. What? Testing out your computer. I am. Well, hi. Well, hi. 
How are you doing? I'm here. I don't know what thoughts. Any thoughts on Finn and Seth? Uh, it's fucking great. I mean, how many of those gummies did you eat? <laughs> I haven't ate any gummies. It's like my my fucking window here is like super small, but you fucking big ass fucking receding hairline, I can see that perfectly fine. <laughs> like Jake's not even here and oh. oh my god what the fuck's going on did you get a new camera on that thing boss that looks the frame rate's fantastic no I didn't oh I can't see it that's what they tell me too <laughs> about to cut most of this out don't cut most of this out. It's quality, quality stuff. Talking about the size of his little dick. We could do a whole episode. So let's uh TikTok. Since we had you here for a second, talk to us about SmackDown. It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. It was very hype. I'm glad I could fucking draw the house for them just by showing up. Oh, they advertised unadvertised but i did put myself over on facebook like all wrestlers should i mean if you guys would fucking promote your fucking uh bookings like you did that you were fucking smackdown you might actually draw a fucking house (laughs) for fuck's sake i mean every time i got on facebook i'm here i'm here i'm here to smackdown Fucking smack down your fucking uh, self to fucking Facebook and put up your fucking show, you idiots. Oh, man. Thank you. It needs to be said sometimes. How do you think that Clash of Carpet City drew? I mean... Uh, Because you were booked. (laughs) Because I was booked. (laughs) But you know what I did? When I was booked, I advertised. I was like, hey, I'm going to be here for my Undertaker appearance. Fucking, I'm gonna put myself over. A foe? I mean, you did win. I did win. I did. And then everybody shook your hand in appreciation. As they should have. I don't know, you seemed like a bitter bitch when they were doing it. It was annoying. (laughs) So, Shane, uh, I just want to hear from you. What was it like being in the hometown crowd when Bianca... Uh, got the miss spread on her and only appeared for like two minutes. <laughs> I didn't even think that made it on air. Did that make it on air? Oh, because that's that was like, like fucking pointless. Yeah. So like the, the, the her entrance and then like she got the ring and then Oscar came out, missed, thrash around commercial. Nice. It was. It was. Uh, how was that in the live crowd? Were they pretty pissed? Yeah, her mom was fucking pissed. Edge's kids were fucking pissed because he, like, kissed all of them and then lost the match, and I was like, wow, I hope he didn't dedicate that to them. Yeah, I didn't uh, expect to Edge to lose. Smart up their family. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, they were super pissed. Uh, I did not expect Edge to lose. I didn't either. I really didn't. Um... All in all, SmackDown was fun. It was not, it was actually all jokes aside about the house. Um, it was really nice to see that place actually packed out. And just that's been a very went to a show to pack it out. Well, I went, I went to Raw too. So I'm going to Raw tomorrow. Well, I can't wait for the live, uh, reactions. Um, but anyways. I'll let you guys get back to the podcast. Uh, Tyler, get some just for man, and I'll see you guys later. That's how positive for Jane works. What a plot. And uh, ah. Dane, you fucking idiot. It's Bosley <laughs> or Rogaine. So, what a dick. Anyway, um, AJ Styles went over in that first match. Did not see that coming. Second triple threat was uh, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Sheamus, and Will's boy Bobby got the win. Bobo Lashers. Nobody can stop Sweaty Bob. Man, he got busted open pretty bad. 
That's what happens when you don't have any hair. He took uh, took a header in the steps, and when he came back in the match, he was just like covered in blood. What is it with Blade and Click? Is there like a? Wasn't there not a? It got worth is wasn't there claws on banning on blading? That was definitely hard way. I was about to say, they're just going out there hard way. That that one was definitely hard way. And Brox was hard way on purpose at, at um, Backlash. He's done that spot several times. Right. Uh, he he knows what he's doing with that spot. I don't think he does. <laughs> Cameron Grimes got his first win on SmackDown in like two seconds over Baron Corbin. Awesome. I'm sorry, it was five. So it was a highly contested oh. battle. Oh, yeah. So two seconds before with the cave in and the pin for three. So you're right, five seconds. Isn't that how he won his very first NXT match as well? Might be. I don't remember. I, I, I remember Cameron Grimes having his very first NXT match, and it was like bell ringing, stop, one, two, three, bell ring. And, and I, I would assume that was like five seconds as well. I'll tell you what, that kid's over. Yeah, yeah. I was really impressed by the local talent jobber that they got for that match. What was his name Baron Corbin? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he had a good thing. Um, Roman Reigns is back. First time since the Rock WrestleMania. Throw up your ones. And um, oh, there it is. He is very mad at the Usos. And to show them how mad he is at them. He's not letting how could you challenge. not be their twins? He's not letting them challenge the tag titles again. Oh no. He is challenging Sammy and Kevin for the tag titles and not a champion. Now we gotta break this down for a second, because there's several applications here. First of all, Roman and Solo challenging for the tag titles over the Usos. I like the story applications of this. It's fun, it's fresh, it's new. Second of all, um, Sammy in Saudi Arabia, which is the more important thing. That's I don't think the match is actually going to happen. I think it will. From what I've been reading, apparently Sammy is allowed back in Saudi Arabia because they've opened up diplomatic relations with Syria again. I think what they're going to do is they're going to do like a fake diesel and fake razor. <clears throat> and then they're going to bring back the Yolo County Tag Team Championships. The, the who? The Yolo County Tag Team Championships. How could you forget Heavy Machinery's historic tag team title reign on SmackDown with the Yolo County Tag Team Championships? Are he ribbing me? No. That is he ribbing me. Do we have video or at least? Fun? Yes, we. There's video footage. They won the belts on SmackDown. He's ribbing me. No, I'm not. You're what did you call it? So dumb. Yolo County. A team champion. Oh my god. Is it? You big ol' fucking doofus. What the fuck is this shit? The Yolo County Tag Team Championship belts. Are they cardboard? They're the Ohio County Tag Team Championship belts. Oh my god, they're cardboard. (laughs) Oh my god. That's oh my god, they're cardboard. And is the artwork at least good on it, or is it just like straight up? Here, see for yourself. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know this was a thing. <sighs> my God. Now who's the big old fucking dum-dum? It's- All right. So you're you're not ribbing me. That, that's fun. Anyway, um, I don't think that's going to happen, what Will said at all. Let's just acknowledge it. 100% going to happen. Let's acknowledge that's still not going to happen real quick. Um. I could see a situation, though, where they change the date of the match if Sammy's actually not allowed there. I don't know the situation, though. I don't know the politics behind it right now. Uh, There's a lot of geopolitical concerns there that don't involve wrestling. 
No. But I, I guess it's one of those things where we got to wait till not the champions actually happens and go from there. Yeah. Uh, Roman also dedicated their victory to the greatest tag team of all time, Alpha and Zika, the Wild Samoans. Uh, that's false because the Hart Foundation is the greatest tag team champion of all time. Put a pin in that until next episode. BDSM. Suck you. Um, it's 1999. Damage Control continued their slide. Uh, definitely looks like they're breaking up. Yeah, they're doing a bad job at controlling all that damage. Ah, man, it makes me sad. That that they could have been such a dominant stable, and instead they 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 haven't done shit. They botched it. Then it makes makes me sad. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how you fumble that hard when you've got three top level talent like that. I know you got. Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, which are top level people. Bailey's there. Which is the best female wrestler of all time. No, that's no. And Bailey. No, uh, it's not even the best female wrestler in the group. What? Come on. Uh, best worker in the group. Io. No, Io. Io. No, no. And the best. Female worker of all time is Molly Holly, so... No, it's not. It's still Bailey. Anyway. Old Nakano. Ah, no, that's a good one. That's the correct answer. It's still Bailey. And then number two is Mickey James. And number two is Bailey with a side ponytail. Molly Holly. Janie is fired. <laughs> um, We talked with Shane a little bit about that Bianca Belair segment. Like two minutes in front of the live crowd before she got poison mist spit in her face by Oscar. Uh, definitely one way to piss off a hometown crowd. It was definitely a long time to be chilling there with a, a mouth full of green water. <laughs> poison mist. Sorry, acid. Holy shit, if it's acid, Oscar. Is hardcore. Yeah. Uh, AJ and AJ and Bobby put on a pretty good fucking match. I mean, what more could you expect out of the world's best soccer mom and the god of professional wrestling, Sweat Bob? I love how a match that could have made a bit of TNA like. 10 years ago is now made of it in WWE. It's almost almost like Impact has always been the best company. (laughs) I mean, the best have come through there, let's be honest. Exactly. Jesse Godders, Zicky Dice, Robbie E., that guy's Chris Harris, up. Nick Aldis, all the T- Tyrus, all the TNA greats and legends that everybody knows. Rick Jones. See, I can make up names too. <laughs> Rockstar Spud. All the TNA greats. All right. Anyway, let's talk about um, let's talk about Dynamite since you're here. Miro's finally back. I don't have to keep asking where the fuck is Miro. Hey, JD, did you know that Miro's back? I'm so happy. <laughs> so happy. But if you didn't know, by the way, JD, Miro returned and is back. Who's back? Miro, I think, is his name. He just stood there and all he said was, I want French toast. And then they moved on to the next segment. Kind of ballsy to have him come back on Rusev Day, though. Yeah, but he's getting that Rusev Day pay. Pop. And then Thunder Rosa came back to, to a significantly smaller pop. Yeah. Yeah, Thunder Rosa. 
Um, do what? How's your back? I don't know. It's still there. Still bad? <laughs> Can she bump? I don't know. I mean, she walked through a door, so probably, because, I mean, bumping's about as easy as opening a door. Okay. Yes. Yes. And really, I mean, it really is. It is. Uh, the four pillar segments they ran throughout the show were really good. It reminded me of old Ring of Honor when they wouldn't really do a lot of segments in the ring, but it's just here's a random video package about a dude so we can build up for a random feud that we slap together. I liked it. It worked. Now it gave them all motivation. I don't know. I feel like this this main event feud is really starting to kind of expose Jungle Boy a little bit. I mean, you didn't see that coming. I don't know. I, part of me weirdly expected him to just randomly start being phenomenal, but it's very obvious that this is past his ceiling. And he's not a main event player. He should have been I, a WWE Cruiserweight champion. I think Sammy is playing his part well, except for the weird promo they did on Wednesday where they're trying to make him out to be a babyface. Yeah, that was strange. But he's playing his role well, and I think Darby is doing good. But Jungle Boy feels like the odd man out on this whole feud to me. So, um, they did the, uh, House of Black match with the, uh, open house rules in effect. Yeah. And Chuck Taylor blurted out, um, all spooky witches are bad for wing- ringside as their choice of rules. Probably my favorite moment of the night. It's a good rule. It's a very good rule. No Julia Hart. Not just even Julia Hart, any spooky witches. Yeah, I'm glad Chuck Taylor uh, cleared that up. Chuck Taylor's fantastic. He really is. I love seeing him on my TV. Yeah. Best Amigos was a, a very solid trios team. I'm wondering I, I miss when AEW used to be a sticklers for the rankings, but at the same time, I kind of don't mind that they don't do it anymore because then we get matches like this where it's just randomly Bandito and the best friends going for trios belts because why not? Yeah, I feel like the ranking system was eventually going to be one of those things. It's not going to matter anymore because they're going to pair off with person A to person B, and it's going to be such a wide gap on ranking and stuff. And I uh, thought that was going to be... I don't know. I think they've only just now hit the point where they the ranking system has become irrelevant because prior when you had Dark and Dark Elevation, which were just feeder undercard matches... I felt like that was a good way to justify someone random moving up for a title shot. They pad your, your record there, too. Exactly. Giving you the wins you need to be able to justify a title shot. Yeah, I get that. Well, I mean, Lance Archer's career is going to be in fucking shambles now because that man was a... Or even Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky was the king of dark. He would murk everybody on there so that way he could lose on TV. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about that cage match made of that because that was a hell of a match. That was a good-ass cage match. Um, Mox and Omega just went at it. There was... a. It honestly went a lot more hardcore than I was expecting. Like, they busted out glass. The barbed wire, I kind of expected. Because, I mean... Glass very cringe. The glass was dope. And then, even when they weren't using weapons, I feel like they were still doing a good job at making all their moves look 
fucking vis- vicious. Like Kenny was doing his really fast suplexes. That V trigger through the cage was ridiculous. God damn, that looked so painful for Kenny. I thought he tore everything in his knee. I thought so too. I thought they were gonna have to call the match. I mean, he got hung up on that cage with gnarly. Sorry, Tyler. Full thing he need to do was everything he looks like he gives it. It just looks like he fucks himself up. But I mean, I mean, it was big brutal. I saw that spot. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, but that was one of those where it was like a one in a hundred chance of landing that exact way. Yeah. Cause I, let's, uh, let's talk about that finish. Dude, what the fuck? Did not see that coming. At all. No, I, I, dude, I, I, as soon as Don Cow's taken away, I was like, yeah, okay, cool, like, yeah, cool, and then immediately stabs Kenny. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so, drop my phone on the floor and everything. I'm gonna put on my tinfoil hat, and I think I know where this will all lead. So, double or nothing's around the corner. We're probably gonna get some kind of big Blackpool Combat Club elite match. And then, after that, is all in. Which... That's more than a shoehorn that Osprey is going to be booked. I guarantee you they're going to do Omega Osprey 3 at Wembley. And Don Callis is going to be with Osprey. And then United Empire will have two managers. But I, I don't understand the. I mean, I like the shock value of Don Callis turning heel. I just don't understand where they're going to go with it. Because they just brought Takeshita in to the elite and everything else, too. Like, Did they, though? I feel like Takeshita will end up siding with Don Callis. And they're going to do Takeshita versus Omega, too. Takeshita reminds me of just like... A wonderful baby face, unless you give him a new gimmick. Like, have him have Evil's son or something like that. I don't fucking know. No, he don't need that. He already in DDT, his gimmick of just he hangs out with his himbo sauna boys was great. Yep. Alright, let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little local. Um, Aiden Wright and Martin Stone had a match a few weeks ago. I, I finally got to watch it myself. I just want to give shouts out to Aiden because that was a hell of a match. Told you, told you, it was a good straight up Memphis style man. They worked the crowd really well. Um, the trade, the trade off they had was just chef's kiss, superb. Uh, stiff as hell too. Uh, Aiden used to bitch at me for how stiff I was, and now I watch him. I'm like, how can you? How can you say anything? You like to try to look cool for the TV boy. Good magic. He always liked working me because he's like, we could beat the piss out of each other and no one's going to get mad. And I'm like, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, I get that same talk too. It's like, I, I can hit you hard and you won't like it. If anything else, you'll just probably pop a boner. I'm like, well, I mean, you're not wrong. But uh, I, I'm impressed with Aiden's work in that match. It was very, very good. And I just want to give him a uh, public shout out. Very good match, Aiden. Good job. See, you didn't have nothing to be worried about, Aiden. Yeah, so... He was apparently oh, nervous no. about it. He was very nervous, yeah, he was. Like, he even went to Jaden and grilled him about, what what, what do I need to know about wrestling Marty? <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> and to keep it uh, local again, uh, I'd like to offer some criticism to the show he's working for on their goofy-ass radio title. Not the fact that the the rate. I love the idea of them working with the radio station, having a title that, like you know, it's created around that. Working with local media is great, and I think radio is great. I think radio is probably the best advertising medium out there. It has the highest return on investment. You can look all this up. I'm not fucking with you. Uh, I think all that is great. I think the design is goofy as fuck. I even think there's a company man down there. 
I even think their choice of champion is good. Like Cameron Cox. Uh, I, I love that kid. I think he's great heel. But that, that title is goofy. Now, this is talking about you putting over the medium of radio there, Mr. Company Man. Oh, I, I'll always put over the medium of radio. Why don't we come to just make the championship a big old boombox that's gold? Uh, Rock party! That'd be dope. That's it. That'd be dope. But the the, the the design they've got just looks... And there's the special no. stipulation. It's kind of like the code of honor. But you have to high-five each other at the beginning and end of each match and say, Surf Party USA. <laughs> You're on to something. This. You're on to something, my friend. Um, I'm next year at the clash. Oh. Talking about... Oh, cherry on top, we work into to add some mystique to it. You can Counts. only hear the music that's playing from the boombox when you are the champion. <laughs> anyway, Will, it's time for MVPs of the week. That's good. The boombox. <laughs> <laughs> this is your segment. You you, you start it. Yeah, but the, that's the MVP for all. Oh, that's your MVP. We, no, all, all four of us pick the boombox. I don't agree with this. I mean, it's it's too late. I already sent your boat to. So the boombox is the the podcast. It's the MVP. The theoretical boombox that you had yet to exist. Now we're going to run a tournament at the next Clash of Carpet City in Rio de Janeiro. Who's, who's going to be in the finals? Um, I don't know because it's a shoot fight tournament. Oh, wow. <laughs> but we're probably, all, we're all. probably George South. <laughs> so you're going to put this on your, your draft show, Will? No, this <laughs> is some mud show bullshit. We don't okay. need this carny fuckery at Global Force Wrestling. Let's say thanks for the the spoilers for your first. Uh, but also MVP of the week, since I have to give it to someone other than the Boombox. Uh, honestly, I feel like I might give it to to Kendall Omega. Okay, I would have to either give it to him. Or, because I don't want to give it to Speedball again, because he fucking tore it down with Hiromu during Best I mean, Super there's always There's always Brian Danielson's look of glee after Don Callis stabbed Kenny Omega. That's always a good MVP, too. I'm also going to give mine co-MVP because of their Best of the Super Juniors debut. Leo Rush. Okay. Looked, had a great match with show. Got the absolute shit battered out of him right out the gate by evil with a chair. They kept trying to stab each other with his little hook thing. But it was a, that's, a solid that's fun, fun time. I'm always a sucker for a finish whenever like the ref is down, the heel's trying to cheat, but then the baby face just uses their weapon on them instead. It was super good match. Honestly, all the Gaijins cleaned house in round one. Who's Dexwell? Tyler is. Because I don't think Tyler knows who his MVP is. Because I don't. But if I got to give someone an MVP, uh, even though he's being a dick and doesn't know what Rogaine and Just for Men are, uh, I'm going to give it to Shane Daniels for drawing SmackDown. Dude, he drew a crazy house there. But I, but I, what I really want to know is how many handshakes he got when, I, when he was there. Oh, tons. Well, I mean, I, you know Triple H shook his hand because they let him book his... They let him book a SmackDown show at the same arena they were running Shane's meet and greet. Uh, that's true, yeah. That's true. Yeah, so my AVP goes to, um, goes to Shane Daniels for drawing SmackDown. Good old Nat King carpet. That's it. Yay, D. Well, I was also going to choose Shane for drawing the house at SmackDown. You still can. Um, so I'm going to choose Shane for drawing the house at SmackDown. 
Ong. Well, you're wrong. Because <laughs> it's Jake. Yep. For getting through my tag team match with my with my young boy Damon Stryker and only in taking zero bumps against KOBK in our failed attempt to win the tag team. Yeah, but you lost. Hey, Drew Game. I didn't get in hand and I didn't bump. Not you, know who, okay. you know who okay. did bump and did win, though, Jake? Master Watto. Well, it's always Master Watto. But no, I, I digress. It's not me. I actually have a couple. Um, I would like to give empathy of the week to my aforementioned young boy, my tag team partner at TWE, Damon Stryker, Baby Wheeler Yuta. He's a good kid. You guys should look out for him. Book him if you get the chance. He's really good. He's coming to his own. Um, I'd also like to give it to um, Dylan Hales, the unsung hero of the fucking Chattanooga scene. That dude drives himself fucking nuts trying to book a competent wrestling show. And you could just you watch him visibly age across the two or three hours. So we're at the fucking building. And Noah Hossman's shoulder slash elbow after he ate shit off that running cactus elbow off the fucking apron last night and then still went out and wrestled his scheduled match. Because I guess they lost him in the lights and no one caught him. No, no. Did he work last night? Um, Tim Bosby, the, uh, the amateur wrestler kid out of Memphis. Oh, I bet that was a good match. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. I like Bosby. He's a good kid, too. Yeah, they brought him in. I want to say I've only seen him once before at the last show, but he was very solid. Yeah, I got to wrestle him at one of the Crash Course shows, and I was in fear for my <clears throat> in fear for my life when he gave me a fucking go behind an amateur takedown. Everything went in slow motion, and I heard uh, dumb ways to die. So tell, head. tell us about your new son. Oh, my, oh, Damon? My adopted son? He, he looks like a little Wheeler Yuta. And he's, he's starting to really get how to be a heel. And that's part of the reason they've put him with me. And I have fully adopted and embraced him as my newest and greatest adopted son. Not biological son. It's not like Carson. All right, well, everybody, uh, just... I guess bring Jake more adoptees. Here, man. They're good to right off. Train him to wrestle bad as a joke. No. Ideas for later. <laughs> <laughs>